0: Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. I've had enough of you time to touch
1: touch. Welcome to this week in Nerd News, your one-stop shop for all of the pop culture you may have missed this week. Brought to you by the Black Nerd Problems Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Victoria Routine.
0: And I'm your host, Mikhail Snyder.
1: It's another big news week, Macal. What you got for us?
0: We're blessed and burdened to have so much <laughs> news during this time, right? And yes. Especially considering that like in the middle of this week there was like April Fools, which is just like a horrible time to like try to find anything on the internet cuz like is this a real announcement? Oh, yeah. Am I being baited by a company? How many things that I fall for more than than I care to admit. Um
1: Yeah and i think i think that the like plague dilation plays into that as well because mm-hmm. some of those ideas seem perfectly fine when you've been in quarantine for a year exactly for example i have a tea subscription and they sent me a thing and they were like you can now get like a curated tea box for your cat and i was like i bet people actually do this
0: is that not a thing like
1: i know you Apparently it is not. They were like, you can get catnip tea or like calming green tea for your cat, and I was like, I I know plenty of people who would just do this. Uh, but yeah, apparently it was April Fool, April Fool's joke. But like, that I, I think I people would that do it. I for my cats. <laughs>
0: Why is this right? not a thing? Why have they not made catnip tea? So, before we get into new segments, um, the one that got me the worst, right, was that IGN posted a video called Zoom Royale, which is making a battle royale (laughs) out of Zoom. And, like, I forgot what day of the week it was. I don't know what time is anymore. I I saw that trailer, so it's like, this does not seem like the most implausible thing to happen. Of course, this could be a thing. And then I realized what day of the week it was, and I hated myself. But at the same time, we've been... We've been doing this for so long. Yeah.
1: That would that be real. kind of cool. Especially if it was like hearthstone like, where <laughs> like your little box just like started ramming into someone else's little box and then the other person's box just like blew up.
0: See, it doesn't sound that wild. Like the no, sound's completely. You could feasible, totally that's, do it. That's the problem. In yeah, any case. Yeah. In any case, <laughs> there's actual news, there was actual things to be excited about, and I'm gonna talk about something that that's really cool as as an Asian American, just in a whole bunch of different ways. So Yeah. In in twenty fifteen, ABC premiered Fresh Off the Boat, and it was this sitcom featuring a Chinese American family, and it was the first one in almost two decades to do this. And it ran for six incredible seasons, and most importantly, it just showed how well Constance Wu and Randall Paul could run shop and while both had had like moderate successes in the past right Fresh of the Boat propelled them into the spotlight and that additional spotlight propelled them into a bunch of higher profile projects uh, Constance Wu got the role of in Crazy Rich Asians, which was like a, a queen maker role for her. Randall Parks now just in everything. Seemingly, he's one of like the few actors who exists in both the DC and mobile cinematic universes. Like, you can't you can't beat that type of like star power right now. And the exciting thing about this week is that we got bo- more news about both of these actors' pivots to being behind the camera in addition to like still being in front of the camera every so often, right? So, firstly, Deadline reported that Constance Wu was moving into TV production and had actually struck a first-look deal with E1. She was already in the works adapting uh, Rachel Kong's novel Goodbye, Vitamin with Dylan Clark Productions, and she is starring and executive producing this project, and she'll be working alongside Justine Jones, who she tapped to be her vice president of production for this venture, so that, that's really cool. And then later this week, Deadline also gave Spotlight to Park by doing a write-up on his directorial debut with the adaptation of the graphic novel Shortcomings by Adrian Tomine Uh, strangely enough, I had never heard of shortcomings before, despite being an Asian-American fiction graphic novel. You think, you think I would have been in the know, but alas. Uh, but it's about this trio from the Bay Area undertaking this road trip to discover more about themselves and the world. So, like, I'm buying this book immediately. I'm not sure why I didn't do this early in the week. And I think it's just really cool that, like, Wu and Park are moving behind the camera in addition to staying in front of it right because we've talked about this show multiple multiple times about how representation isn't just what we see on screen it's about the people making the stories and i'm really happy for these two to be making the stories that they want to make
1: absolutely i think that this is great news all the way around um i agree that i need to find and buy shortcomings Support your local comic book shop. Um, I think that this is great personal news for them. I think it is great news for the industry that has kind of been dragged kicking and screaming towards the idea that, like, you can't just cast people of color. You need to employ them in other ways, too. Um, And, you know, most of all, I think that this is really great news for us as viewers. I think it means that we are going to get a lot more kind of genuine content, if that makes sense. I think that we have seen from both Constance Wu and Randall Park, the way, even as actors, they would push things towards that genuine aspect. And so I can't imagine... Like, having them behind the scenes is going to be really great as well. So this is exciting all the way around. I
0: agree. How about you? What caught your eye this week? Oh,
1: so many things. So many things. But I decided to do my segment on E3 and San Diego Comic-Con. A tale of, at this point in April, a tale of two potentially bad ideas. Let's start with the one I have more confidence in, which is E3. So E3 is supposed to be taking place June-ish. They are going to continue in a virtual format. They were very adamant that this is not an in-person event turned virtual. They are going to, like, they're going into it this time as a virtual convention. And that does, I think we talked about this with the DC con last year of how it's, it can seem like the same thing, but that really does make a difference if you're going into this, not trying to like, how can we replicate this thing that we do in person instead going into it with what are all of the cool things we can do being virtual. It does make a difference. So that's all great. However, there's been some There's been some conflict over potential paywalls. Um, The spokesperson for E3 completely denies it. Says, nope, we we are committed to never having paywalls, never having any kind of, like, pay-for-access type of thing. However, there are quite a few rumors swirling around about this. Um, Enough that my, my my gut feeling is that it's going to happen. It will just be third-party things. So E3 won't actually be limiting your access, but third parties who are presenting at E3 might have, say, in their virtual booth, they might have some free access things and then some quote-unquote non-E3 pay for access things. That would be my guess. I don't know. I go back and forth on this. If it was in person, there'd be money involved (laughs) and people need to get paid, right? So I'm not 100% against it. I just hope that when things, when we get more information, they're pretty transparent about it because again, this is supposed to be happening in June. It's April. We should know by now, just so that people can plan and things like that. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, uh, but saying all the way up until the date that there's not going to be any kind of paywalls and then finding out that there are, in fact, maybe, like, third-party paywalls, I think it's going to annoy some people about a thing that could potentially be really cool. So that's E3. The one I'm less confident in is... The originator, right? San Diego Comic-Con. That has decided, no, no, no. We have a vaccine now. People, for sure, are going to get this vaccine. BT Dubs, go get a vaccine. But San Diego Comic-Con has decided that they are just going to wait until fall so that they can do an in-person Comic-Con. Skeptical about that to begin with. But the wait till fall turned into have San Diego Comic-Con over Thanksgiving, which is like, maybe not the greatest... I don't know that they thought that through all of the way. It seems like from the things I've been reading, it seems like people thought that that might be a cool thing for families to do over Thanksgiving, but the presenters... (laughs) are not feeling the same way and are like, why would I, I finally get to see my family and hang out with them. Why would I come to your thing? I don't care about Thanksgiving because it is a terrible holiday that we don't teach properly and celebrates not great things. Um, Also, I don't have money to go to San Diego, so it doesn't personally affect me. I just feel like this is maybe, maybe not the best marketing strategy. So those are a tale of two potentially bad ideas. It's still early. We'll see if they turn into not so bad ideas. What do you think, Mikkel?
0: Well, if we're doing the Dickens analog, it was the worst of times <laughs> and it was the worst of times. Yes. That's, I don't actually know the rest of the opening paragraph. I feel like I should. <laughs> That's fine. I don't.
1: That's the only part that matters.
0: Truly, truly. So, ifri is interesting right because there was like a portion of history like in like the i want to say like early 2010s mid-2010s well sort of like ifri was on this decline right because like in the past it was this giant spectacle there were like a whole bunch of like fireworks displays like you would you would watch news coverage and it looked like this wild amusement park of video games and that wasn't a financially sound thing for what is essentially, like, a journalist, like, expo. Because that's what Efray yeah. is at, like, the end of the day. It's sort of like journalists are mm-hmm. supposed to go and see things. And it became, like, this sort of, like, wonderland of sort of, like, how can we outdo each other with our exhibits and our booth babes? And there were booth babes because that was a thing in, like, the in the early 2000s yeah. and most of 2000s and still today probably. But like there was there was this concentrated effort to like scale back E free and I remember that very clearly. And then there's sort of like okay, E free's still like this something that like everyone gets hyped about. So we're gonna scale down but we're still gonna we're still gonna do it, right? So like hearing about this now as like a, a virtual event over June like this makes sense to me conceptually, right? Sort of like we want the the energy that comes from E3. We want all of these like epicenters for like announcing things. Like that makes sense to me. And then to your point, anything that requires anything in the capitalist framework requires that people get paid, right? And like if this was an in person convention, the the fees would be exorbitant. <laughs> And, like, the travel costs there, the, the, like, press fees or whatever shenaniganry goes on with, with that. Like, <laughs> yes. there is revenue that needs to be generated and spent and, like, money needs to change hands somewhere. And, like, the, the process of a virtual event gives it the ability to be accessible, but that doesn't mean that it should be free. Because it takes a lot of effort to set up an online infrastructure as anyone knows for this past year. As we've all been trying to develop rapidly uh formu- forming online infrastructures out of a deep-seated necessity for them. So if they're all paywalls, they should just be upfront about it from the get-go, like you said. That's pretty much all that there needs to be said there. Uh it's definitely the better of the two ideas listed. Um, yes. san diego comic-con <laughs> over thanksgiving in person like all of these words just don't sound good they just don't sound good at all right because like one i'm not sure i trust society to like all be vaccinated right now no um, no I, I would like to that sounds really nice in like the abstract well like everyone gets vaccinated as soon as possible like, that sounds great. I don't think we live in that world, unfortunately. Uh, two, cons or notorious cesspools even before the pandemic. And every time I have ever gone to a con, I've gotten sick. Uh, now, that is also for a wide variety of factors. But the main thing there is that there's just a lot of people that you get exposed to. And you're just exhausted constantly. And... We didn't wear masks back in the day, so I think the next time I go to a con, I'm, I'm wearing a mask. I think I'm just wearing a mask forever whenever I'm out in public, but that, that's neither here nor there at this point. So, like, those are concerns to begin with. And then you have this over-Thanksgiving, which... I like the food. I like turkey as, like, a (laughs) concept. And I like spending time with my family. I don't like the origins of Thanksgiving as a holiday rooted in colonialism and a whole bunch of other things that we never really address properly at any point in our education system, as, again, you pointed out. Uh,
1: I just want a t-shirt that says, I like turkey as a concept.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, like... The, the big thing here is that like this is a, a holiday and people shouldn't be expected to work during a holiday. Like that seems that seems like a baseline thing that I thought we as a society agree upon. So sort of like, People deserve to have time off and not do the jobs that they constantly do. And like on one hand, maybe this could be something that people could do as a family on vacation. That That is an option. But people have to work these things and that does not seem fair to the people who would have to, you know, make this happen. <laughs> so I don't I don't like any of the, the words that were, were said <laughs> when it comes to San Diego Comic Con in person over Thanksgiving. It's like oh goodness gracious. I think this is better than like any of the ones that have suggested a cruise ship con though, so like, you know. Oh, We got, we got that. Like, these are not the worst ideas we've had for the future. Just, just not the best either.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you have to bring in relativity, maybe just rethink your concept. (laughs) Uh, And with that, let's take a break and come back with lots more news.
0: You know every so often we like to say here at this weekend New news that the lightning round strikes twice. <laughs> That's actually the first time we've ever said that. Um we're, we're getting to a point in in our podcasting career where we just have so much news that we want to cover and we've we've started doing sort of like when there's so much news we're doing multiple lightning rounds because we just Want to talk about all of the things. So we're doing that again this week. We did it last week. You get more bullet points fast-fired at you, and we'll talk about them a little bit more, because this will cover our usual big-ticket segment. But there's just so much news these days, Victoria. Just so much news. So, for Lightning Round A, uh, we're gonna go with me, and here's what I got. Uh, Despite largely being touted as the final season... Crunchyroll announced that Attack on Titan, the final season, part two, would be coming out in winter 2022, which makes sense given that the manga doesn't conclude until later this month, but still, usually like, curves happen like, within a couple weeks, like over the holiday, there's an entire year happening between the two, so just like, you didn't have to, to mislead us like this, but you did. In Star Wars news, uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series is a Stone Fro. Throw- By force away from starting, the cast list features Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen reprising their roles from the prequel trilogy, as well as newcomers Moses Ingram, Joel Egerton, Komal Manjani, and Sung Kang, and even more. There's so many people involved in this project, and it's something to look forward to in the vague and nebulous future. In the more concrete future, on May 4th, we're getting Star Wars The Bad Batch animated series that looks really good and really exciting, just generically. Uh, American Gods from Stars has been unceremoniously canceled after three seasons and many showrunners and changes in casts. And there's not really much more I can say about that. I just wanted to point it out there and leave that there. And then this is, this is my personal favorite thing that happened this week, but the official trailer for the Mitchells vs. the Machines brought to us by Christopher Miller and Phil Lord and the Sony Animation Company that did Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Uh... They have this fantastic wonderful trailer it's a great trailer you should watch it it's about a a family that goes on a road trip and then they end up having to stop the machine ai uprising and ostensibly i'm rooting for the mitchells there's a part of me rooting for the machines
1: that is totally fair i'm going to be honest i did not watch the trailer in prep so i will have to watch it after this but i am excited now Um, Which I think, sir, means that you have done your job. Um, American Gods being cancelled is slightly sad. Um, It's not completely sad for me because, as we all know, I have no time and therefore haven't watched any of it anyway. But I do like the book that it is based on, and so I... I also just always feel bad when things are canceled in this way where it it seems like nobody really got to finish a vision. Um, That always kind of sucks as a creative. Um, Star Wars. I just think that the DC universe should take note of how you can do a ton of shows and have people care about all of them and not get kind of like worn out or tired. um, Because there's so much Star Wars going on. Let's not even get into like just Disney in general that is just like functioning on steroids right now. (laughs) Uh, But there's so much Star Wars news and I have yet to get tired of it, which I think is partially because of the brand, right? Like, Star Wars is just kind of ingrained into our culture, but also because they're doing a really great job, and I hope that they will continue with this. So I am excited both for The Bad Batch and for uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Gotta, Gotta be honest, I'm more excited for The Bad Batch. I think just because if there is a dip, maybe... It would be in the prequels. So, but it could be great. It could be great. I'm excited for the new casting choices that we got. So maybe it will be awesome. And finally, the final season. You know what? I feel like Attack on Titan is one of those titles that is just like, you know what? We're boss. We're going to do what we want. And not only are you going to have to deal with it, but you're going to like it. And you're going to buy everything. I just, I feel like they are at that point. And they're not wrong, really. They're not wrong. Uh, okay, so for mine, there's so much. Let's start with, pretty straightforward, the 1619 Project, which um, was a journalistic endeavor kind of housed at the New York Times. Uh, you can still go to their webpage and find... A ton of different articles under the umbrella of the 1619 Project, specifically about telling the actual objective isn't really a thing in journalism, but a more objective telling of the history of America where slavery is concerned Uh, And, of course, this means that it was ripe to be a docuseries and is, in fact, going to now be a docuseries with the help of Nicole Hannah-Jones and Oprah Winfrey. So that should be good. As much as I hate to admit it, anything Oprah Winfrey touches turns to gold. So it's probably going to be great. In questionable news, Laika is turning to live action. Uh, So if you don't know, Laika normally does kind of like claymation stop-motion type stuff, and they do it really, really well. So think Kubo and the Two Strings, I also think they did Coraline. And they are now going live action with John Brownlow's novel 17. The only thing I can say is that this really reminds me of the latest Ghibli film, where Ghibli, who is notorious for their 2D animation, did a 3D film. And like, it was fine, but the whole time, it, it almost felt like being in a fun house. Like, just, it felt a little bit wrong. Um, even though the movie was good, it just felt a little bit off. And so I'm just, I'm wondering how how this is going to go. But um, good on them for, for expanding and doing new things. In Disney Junior news, Disney has a show called Mira, and it is about a... Indian Detective Agency. Um and so this it's like Mira Girl Detective. And so there's a couple of cool things happening with this show. One is that they are going to have an Eid episode coming up, which is great. And again, we love to see representation in all of its forms. And also season 1 is dropping on Disney Plus, so, you know, more people can access it, which is great. And for this one, I just, I have to get to the right place. Here we go. So, voice cast. I just, I'm just going to drop some voice castings on here. So, the actual series voice, voice cast includes Freda Pinto, Cal Penn, Utkarsh Ambudkar, Hannah, Hannah Simone, Jamila Jamil, Aparna Nancherla, and Asif Manvi, the main character is voiced by Leela Ladnier. And we also have in uh, guest voice actors for this season. We have Rizwan Manji with his actual daughter, Ayana Manji, uh, Sarah Fazal, Kazan Mohamed, uh, Ritesh Rajan, Lily Singh, Ali Mauji, and Tia Sarkar. Like the voice cast on this thing is just intense. So I'm super excited. Mostly to get season 1 on April 30th, and then eventually to get this Eid episode, which is going to be awesome. I'm going to finish with the Attack of the Reboots. So, we have more Powerpuff Girls news. Donald Faison is going to be the Doctor. I just, I'm tired, folks. I don't even care anymore. It's fine. Do whatever you want. In similar feelings... It's going to be a Thundercats movie, because why not? Like, why would you not do that? Um, And it is going to be directed by Adam Wingard, who just finished Godzilla vs. Kong, which I also have feelings about. Um, But even more weirdly, I found this phrase in my research, which was that the movie is going to be animated hybrid CGI. And it, I just, I feel like it's going to be the cats movie, but with swords. And I don't think it's going it to go well. It could be that bad. We'll get there. Um, and then in news that I'm not really sure how I feel about, we got the official Space Jam trailer. Um, it, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it looks good, maybe. Um, I think I'm just, I think I'm just feeling reserved. I feel like, from the trailer, I feel like it's going to be a looker. It's going to look real pretty. Um, but the story plot seems extra contrived. So, we'll see. I don't know. How do you feel about these things, Mikael?
0: Well, i really want to talk about donald phase and getting cast as professor oh my I god i don't i don't care that was i just i wanted to throw that in there uh before i get into to the the big ticket item that is the space jam and the like legacy <laughs> trailer uh the mirror news is really exciting because that was a yeah. stacked voice cast list right right, right like that was an incredible name uh 1619 project that's always good news to get like a more comprehensive understanding of our history because lord knows we have not gotten good ones in our typical education framework uh and then like a live action is ironically the uncanny valley of (laughs) of, like the the media effect right which is like this looks right but it doesn't look right enough or wrong enough in either direction so it's just like it's weird uh as far as the space jam movie goes it looked fun it looked patently ridiculous and it's exactly what i would have wanted out of out of this movie right which is like it has no pretense about what it is or isn't trying to be it's just trying to make a fun movie for everyone and i think the thing that has jumped out the most is the fact that like uh, this was pointed out by a couple of friends when I posted the trailer in a couple different discords, which is sort of like, the, there's definitely some Ready Player One energy that is radiating, including the fact that like they seem to be reusing assets from Ready Player One, yeah. uh, specifically the Iron Giant, who is inexplicably in this movie, despite not being a Looney Tune at all. But like, he's there. I love the Iron Giant. I'm here for this. Uh, and honestly, like the weirdest part of the trailer um, is the fact that Don Cheadle is just there as the primary antagonist. And <laughs> right. By all extents, he's just Don Cheadle. Yeah. Like he's not like some malicious like AI or anything. He probably is that, but like he doesn't look like that. He looks like Don Cheadle. Yeah. Like, it's just sort of like they did they did nothing to. He just showed up and said, like, I'm foaming like this. You will not put CGI <laughs> on top of me. So, like, that was, like, the most in- inexplicable thing. Like, LeBron James is animated, every, all of the Looney Tunes are now 3D in, like, the Transformation sequence, and then Don Cheadle is just also there. <laughs> so, that, that's my two cents. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. My one hope is that they do not update the original uh, Space Jam website from the <laughs> 90s because that has stayed eternally the same, and that is a relic of time that needs to be preserved. Fair. Wow, we've talked a lot. yes. So, uh, we're going to wrap up this episode with if you'd like to hear our thoughts on these topics or anything else in the news, feel free to tweet us at Black Nerd Problems with the hashtag TWINN. That was This Week and Nerd News. Tune in next week for more pop culture. I'm your host, Mikkel Snyder.
1: And I'm your host, Victoria Vertine.
0: And please, if you like listening to us, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. We'll catch you next week, folks.